Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News here on Hump Day, July 12th, 2023. All of your entertainment news in one place. We have a breaking Bachelor story to get to, Vanderpump Rules, and so much more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. So let's just jump right into it. Today's podcast is going to be 100% original content. As you guys know, sometimes I'll mix in a video if I feel like uh, it's featureable and worth your time. But I'm just going to get to it. We have so much going on in the news. The breaking story of the day, Claire Crowley announces she's having a baby. That's right. Here's what she posted on Instagram. Our laundry is about to get a whole lot cuter in 2024. This truly is what my dreams are made of. I can't tell you how hard it has been to hold this secret in as I've shared the last 10 years of my life with you all. This is one journey through that. This is one journey, though, that Ryan and I have been keeping close to our hearts as we navigated the uncertain world of IVF and all that comes with it up until this point. I can't wait to share it all with you soon, what it's been like for us. And until then, we are so incredibly grateful to Egg Whisperer for making miracles happen. Baby Dawkins will be arriving via our amazing angel surrogate in January 2020. Egg Whisperer uh, is a fertility doctor, Dr. Amy Avazade. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Fertility doctor, egg freezing, freeze and share. Um, So anyway, she's got a good following. She's uh, a fertility doctor verified on Instagram because that's the world we live in. If you want to be a fertility doctor, you better be verified. So we're going to be following this journey. We've really loved following Claire Crowley from her breast explant surgery after, you know, finding out she had breast implant illness to just her recovery from her season of The Bachelorette and she's dealt with her mom's dementia and she's been really open about her childhood trauma and all these other things. So we're so excited. It feels like family, doesn't it? Uh, This parasocial relationship we have out there and uh, very happy for uh, both Claire and her husband, Ryan Dawkins. Uh, Of course, after uh, ending things with Dale Moss, she started dating casually a guy named Ryan Dawkins, a CEO of a little tech company, I believe there in uh, the Bay area. And things finally, when they were right, took off and they have not looked back. And in other Bachelorette news, Charity Lawson. We had a whole YouTube video up about it, but I'll just paraphrase. The too long didn't listen. Uh, Charity uh, posted this in response to everyone demanding she gets rid of Brayden. She posted this on Twitter. Are y'all tired commenting, messaging me for me to send Brayden home yet? Go to work and respond to your emails. Okay, so Charity is saying, get out of my DMs. You're wasting your time. Game of Roses podcast wrote this. Bro, I love Charity. I think she may be my new favorite lead. She's like, sorry for giving you the best TV we've seen in years, and now get back to work. Yeah, Charity. So, by the way, if you're at work, you can listen to my podcast. Don't don't go back to work, as far as I'm concerned. Keep consuming my content and stealing company time. Go for it. And other Bachelor news, Pilot Pete is on a comedy showcase poster. If you live in the Long Beach, New York area, the Bachelor's Pilot Pete Comedy Night is going to be happening on Tuesday, July 18th. Now, is that even a Tuesday? I guess that is a Tuesday. Yeah, that's um, that's Tuesday, next Tuesday. So I wasn't invited onto the show, but um, hey, who knows? Maybe Katie Thurston and Pilot Pete will be uh, per, uh, d- doing stand-up comedy. No offense to Pilot Pete. I 
probably, I think it's easier to land an airplane than to do stand up, but I've never landed an airplane, so I could be wrong. And, but also, he's never done stand up. So, what do we know, folks? We'll have to see. At least when you bomb in stand up, you don't have 300 passengers uh, on board with you. Although, they do have to suffer through your bombing, but unlike a you know, plane, you, know, you, you guys get the point. Okay, let's move it on to some non bachelor content. Oh boy, we've got Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, he's never in the news for a good reason. But here we have Dog the Bounty Hunter. I tell you what, let's get to this story right after a quick word from our sponsor. All right, I'm going to share this Dog the Bounty Hunter story. I don't want to trigger anybody, but we'll do this story. Then we have some Vanderpump uh, rules, news, and some other non-Bachelor content to get to here. But this story was on TMZ. Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter, Lissa, apologizes to Dylan Mulvaney after dad makes threats. So... It's getting kind of crazy out there, but here's what Dylan, here's what Dog the Bounty Hunter said in a podcast, I believe yesterday, regarding Dylan Mulvaney, the trans influencer uh, who had a Bud Light sent to her that she promoted on her social media. Uh, We're going to get into this whole story. We've talked about it before. It's kind of. It's kind of tough to talk about because you can see firsthand how media companies are kind of like, you know, loving this culture war that exists that's so toxic to our to our country because, you know, if an adult wants to transition into a different gender, I think that should be completely supported and embraced. It's not your money that's going towards it. It's got nothing to do with your body, this and that. But for whatever reason, we've conflated an adult transitioning into all these other culture war issues. And anyway, here's Dog... Okay, so Dog the Bounty Hunter has his reality TV show. And this is him... uh, Uh, pretty much saying that he wants to physically assault Dylan Mulvaney. And then we have Dog the Bounty Hunter's lesbian daughter apologizing to Dylan Mulvaney. Have a listen. That people play in church all led to Bud Light. (laughs) Right? It doesn't make any sense. He said people playing church all led to Bud Light. I don't even know what that means. Get that punk down, rebuke Satan out of him, and just give him a couple black eyes. Get that punk down, rebuke Satan out of him, and just give him a couple black eyes. So he's uh, dead naming, or or at least misgendering Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney goes by uh, a, I believe, a she. Uh, uh, her pronouns are a she, uh, her, and uh, either way, I mean, that's the least of the issues here. <laughs> Exactly, and I mean that. If I ever see him, I'm dropping him. He says, I mean that. If I ever see him, I'm dropping him, referring to Dylan Mulvaney. So Dog the Bounty Hunter is so upset at Dylan Mulvaney, he's going to physically assault him. (laughs) If I was Dylan Mulvaney, it'd be like, look, get get some cameras out and be like, all right, okay, dog, what do you you say, man? Are 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 you still ready to do this? Let's go. In more ways than all right so then the, the unfortunate podcast co-host just kind of politely chuckles in the background all right so that's that's dog the bounty hunter that's everyone's everyone's got that family member it's like look you may disagree with gender therapy at a certain age or you might have certain viewpoints on this or that but for an adult to uh you know like dylan mulvaney as an as a adult trans person Hasn't done anything wrong. You know what I mean? Don't drink Bud Light, whatever. Anyway, Lissa 
says, uh, that's uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter, says Dog's comments are not in line with her father's character, though he more than doubled down. She feels that's not who Dog is, and she says she's trying to find out why he said such nasty things. Well, like I said, I, the lead poisoning amongst some of these people out here, they're just irrational. You know, they're not thinking properly. This mind virus has just destroyed some people. Um, Lissa says Dog's comments do not reflect the morals he taught her growing up, and she loves him, but worries he's watching too much cable news oh boy the cable news will do that to you folks Here's uh, what her statement said, uh, the daughter. The comments made by Dwayne Chapman, that's Dog the Bounty Hunter, Dwayne Chapman, reflect prehistoric beliefs and do not align with true Christian values. Jesus loves everyone and would strongly denounce this non-accepting rhetoric. It is utterly repulsive to advocate violence against our transgender community, and it is equally repulsive to invoke Jesus' name in vain to support such views. Making comments about my sister's marriage and sexuality is abhorrent. I have personally apologized to my sister Alyssa for our father's words, and I extend that apology publicly as well. Despite our differences, I am deeply sorry that our father publicly disrespected you and your relationship. These comments are precisely why I distance myself as hearing them in our family home from now from my now stepmother was the breaking point. All right, so that's Dog's other daughter, Bonnie. That was a statement she released aimed at her father saying Jesus loves everyone. Now, this story is interesting because we can't turn back the time here and not have the story already exist, but I truly believe in just education. You know, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. Are we really that upset at Bud Light for sending a beer can to an influencer? They didn't, uh, you know, uh, jam it down anybody's throat. And, and it's important for people to realize that they didn't bust into any children's book clubs and they didn't show up to your elementary school. They weren't uh, sponsoring a little league team here. They just sent a beer can to a influencer and it created a megastorm. Here's what uh, Dylan Mulvaney has finally said about this whole mess. Now on Instagram, Dylan Mulvaney posted this uh, one week ago uh, with the title, Trans People Like Beer Too. Here's what she has to say. Hey. She drinks a cold beer. One thing I will not tolerate people saying about me is that I don't like beer because I love beer and I always have. Um, I built my platform on being honest with you and what I'm about to tell you might sound like old news, but you know that feeling when you have something uncomfy like sitting on your chest? Well, that's how I feel right now. So this feels like the right thing to do. I took a brand deal with a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page and it must have been a slow news week because the way that this ad got blown up, you would have thought I was like on a billboard or on a TV commercial or something major. But and by the way, great way to put it. Was it a slow news week? No, this is just the era we live in where outrage generates comments and clicks and virability, and it doesn't need to. Here we have somebody who transitioned from a male to a female or is in the process of transitioning, didn't feel like who they were on the inside reflected who they were on the outside, and it bothers nobody else. And now people might say, well, they're setting a bad example for it. That's a different, that's a different issue if you believe that. But this is an adult and the whole go woke, go broke. Is this going woke? Now, I agree that Bud Light only got into the game because they're a corporation and they wanted to be a part of the LGBTQ community. We've obviously seen that issue where beer companies will sponsor Pride here and then not mention anything about it in the Middle East where it might be illegal to be gay. So obviously corporations are grifters in their own way. But at the same time, 
you know, we just have to know we're in the middle of this culture war and not take the bait. But no, it was just an Instagram video. And the wildest part is that they also sent me one can with my face on it. You might have seen it. And funny story, I had the can around my house, but then I realized, wait, I need to protect this can. So I hid it somewhere, and now I can't find it because I hid it so well. But when I do find it, I feel like it needs to go in a museum, preferably behind bulletproof glass. And you might be thinking, Dylan, why bring it up now? I, I'm bringing it up because what transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than I could have ever imagined. And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared. And Yeah, so obviously when you deal with something like this, being the center point of the one of the biggest culture wars in the world, uh, which is Bud Light giving her the beer and then supporting her, and then when their stocks plummeted, went the other direction. So basically offending all sides. Um, it takes a little while to uh, untangle those Christmas lights here. And I was scared of more backlash, and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So... I patiently waited for things to get better, but surprise, they haven't really. And and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been... And as we saw there, you, you have in public Dog the Bounty Hunter, a grown, tall, big man threatening to punch uh, Dylan Mulvaney in both of her eyes saying, I'm not kidding. That's what I'm going to do. So yeah, this is a scary, scary time here. Followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want and and the hate doesn't end with me it has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community and and you know we're customers too i know a lot of trans and queer people who love beer and i have some lesbian friends who could drink some of those haters under the table but me too to turn a blind eye and pretend everything is okay it just isn't an option right now and and you might say but dylan i i don't want to get political babe Supporting trans people, it shouldn't be political. <laughs> How is supporting trans people political? You know, it's ideological. It's the belief that everyone deserves love and respect and this and that. But to be quite honest, when I first started covering this story like a month or two ago, um, someone someone commented, Dave, you just don't get it. You don't understand. And I, and I, I was like, okay, maybe I need to do some more research. And I did more research, and I still don't understand the hate that comes. I do understand if people are upset about other issues that might uh, exist with book bannings in elementary schools or uh, you know legislation going on in different states to control people's bodies. But I don't understand how this affects anybody if you don't want to transition yourself. No one's forcing you to do this. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to... Uh, speak to the less than 1% of people that are unreasonable. I just think most people are misinformed about the issue, and that's why we continue to talk about it. There should be nothing controversial or divisive about working with us. And, and I know it's possible because I've worked with some 
fantastic companies who care, but but caring about the LGBTQ plus community requires a lot more than just a donation somewhere during Pride Month. And all this to say, bottom line, is that if you follow me, if I've made you smile, if you care about me, I need you to care about every trans person. And I need you to support us and I need you to stand by us. And, and hey, it's still Pride Month. So, um, and of course, this was posted last month, just a week ago. So, either way, it's all about just educating. And again, if anyone has an opinion that's different than mine, that's okay. I just ask you if it's an opinion that you have based on fear and based on what you've read or listening from the person's mouth, Dylan here, about the trauma they've experienced just because people out there are leading with fear and sometimes with fear can come hate all right folks well let's get into i've got some other storylines to get into vanderpump rules a lot going on in the vanderpump uh, rules world as they begin filming again but let's first take a moment to talk about our sponsor today uh green chef they are today's bachelor rush hour sponsor the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you bring more flavor to your table this summer with green chef's wholesome elevated recipes now you might know we've had different we had HelloFresh as a sponsor before they're 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 different. They were different meal pre- preparation kits, but Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between the different brands now, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a menu, right? They've got, to, like, I just had a uh, pork scramble um, uh, with, like, some sort of, like, cilantro, uh, lime sauce. They give you all the ingredients. You just cut it all up. It's kind of, like, idiot-proof. And and um, make a pretty good meal. Go to greenchef.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Guys, that's a pretty good deal. Buy it for your family. It comes in a cooler. They deliver it, all the things. You can, you know, to be quite honest, one of the meals uh, they delivered while I was about to travel and I got to it. I froze the pork and all of the fresh things. uh, Like nine days later, everything was still fresh. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend that. But um, anyway, go to greenchef.com slash rushhour50 hour 50 and get that 50% off plus free shipping. All right, let's go to Vanderpump Rules. As you guys know, it's the messiest reality TV show out there. And not only is it the messiest reality TV show out there, but they're actually the Emmy-nominated TV show. That's right, folks. Vanderpump Rules scores multiple Emmy nominations, including one for this episode. Here's the episode right here. I'm going to play a quick uh, 10 seconds. Having an affair for seven months. Ariana just found out. What? Yeah, so there it is. The Vanderpump Rules Season 10. Obviously, the show was done filming, and then the biggest cheating scandal in the world broke. Fans of Vanderpump Rules are fully aware that Season 10 was one for the books, but it turns out that the Television Academy agrees. As the Bravo series earned its first ever Emmy nomination on July 12th, ahead of the 75th Annual Emmy Awards, Vanderpump Rules Season 10's Emmy nomination. So there it is. The latter category specifically recognized the editing of Vanderpump Rules Season 10, episode Episode 13. It was that good. The, I mean, and I've been saying this, right? Haven't I been saying this that the editing um, was so good the way they pull together, you know, um, parasocial like tweets, Instagrams? They'll just like pop up all of these side stories as they're telling the main story. To be quite honest, with the way attention spans have gone, it's actually really genius of them to do that. So, um, 
a lot of people have been wondering, will Tom Sandoval and like, how are they going to film? How are they going to film moving forward? Uh, considering Ariana said she never wants to be in the same room as him. And my thought all along was that eventually, um, eventually Ariana's just not going to care. She's going to be doing so well. She's not going to care flaunting her sexy body that she's got from doing dancing with the stars. And sure enough, I mean, it might only be like episode one or two. Sure enough, they are reuniting Tom Sandoval and Ariana Madix hit up sir at same time as Vanderpump cameras roll Tom and Ariana can't avoid each other. They're back to sharing the same space publicly for the first time since the explosive reunion. And yes, producers got it all on camera the whole cast flocked to sir restaurant in weho tuesday where james kennedy was djing apart from tom and ariana tom schwartz stepped in as did katie maloney and sheena shea sources on the scene tell us the boss lady lisa vanderpump was there too hosting a dinner for the whole game uh, for the whole gang tom and ariana weren't spotted together while at the spot but they were for sure under the same roof so there's got to be some tension there yeah like i said this is exactly what they're going to do and i i always hate to relate it back to dogs but if you've ever uh, had dog training the way you introduce one dog to another dog if there if there's any issues with temperament and and again with Sandoval and Ariana there are issues with temperament but the way you introduce them is you'll put like a gate between the two so that they can smell each other so that they can see each other and then you'll slowly introduce them out in the open but what you're never supposed to do is like introduce one dog to the other when there's food out where they might be fighting you never introduce one dog to another and again I'm not a dog uh, trainer but I think these are general rules you're not supposed to introduce one dog to another dog in their domicile so like do it out in a public park or in a you know neutral zone so that's exactly what Sandoval and Ariana have here is that they're being reintroduced to each other in a crowded bar maybe they'll make eye contact maybe the uh, Vanderpump uh, crew will set them up so that they walk by each other maybe they'll both have to use the bathroom at the same time something is going to happen that's eventually going to get them to bump elbows and we'll have to see if they get to a place where they can have small talk honestly if the vanderpump producers can get tom sandoval and ariana to have small talk on season 11 of vanderpump give them an emmy create a new category here's the emmy for convincing a guy who cheated on his long-term living girlfriend to have a conversation uh, together again we'll have to see if that goes down sandoval might have dodged ariana but he and sheena got into a pretty intense argument it's hard to hear most of the conversation but at one point you definitely hear her shout if you had an eft raquel before storming away as reported tmz obtained footage of the toms getting into a bit of a heated argument this week as the cameras rolled so it seems the beating sandoval's been taking since his affair with raquel will continue into the next season they're giving vanderpump fans exactly what they want that's your vanderpump story i mean there's more out there uh, there's another rumor that tom sandoval is being pushed out of Schwartz and sandy as the entire bar staff can't stand him who knows who knows what's going on oh one more quick vanderpump here's jack Jax Taylor. Again, I don't know if you cover this stuff or not, but it's still interesting. Jax Taylor used to be on the show. I think he's got his own spinoff. He thinks it's absolutely not healthy for Raquel Levis to return to Vanderpump. It's been rumored that Raquel's coming back, but I don't think they've seen her publicly. Here's what he has to say. Of course, Raquel was the mistress in this whole thing. I think, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but he's definitely going through something. I mean, have you heard from Sandoval since he texted Brittany about going to the show? His tone deafness and self and unawareness and selfishness 
is just on another level. You know, I mean, I have a lot of friends, you know, in a group and I'm not the type of person that says you shouldn't be friends with that person, but you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to him. I think he's just, something's going on upstairs. I think he's got a few screws loose personally. Um, but he also, you know what? Maybe he's going through something that nobody knows about too. I, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look at the other side of it. <laughs> for calling my wife and asking for him to go, my wife go to a concert. I, I mean, I don't, I, I have no words almost. Like I, what are you doing? Kind of thing, you know. I just, I just don't understand. I think, I think he's going through something. I think, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but he's definitely going through something. I think he's had a little bit of a diva mentality on the show, where kind of things where nothing could touch him, and I think he kind of bit off a little more than he can chew, and I think he's kind of realizing it now, where he needs to step down a little bit. What he needs to do is go away for a while, yeah. go away and bow out, stay away from social media, stay away from the band. Go sit out for a month or two. Go figure yourself out and then come back stronger and, and better. Do you That's think that opinion. he can do that? Or do you think no. he's almost liking this? No, he's too uh, selfish. He's all about himself. What yeah. do you think of his band? What do I think of his band? Yeah. Um, uh, next question. Okay. Well, do you think that it would be wise for Raquel to come back? We don't obviously don't we don't know uh, what the future holds for her on the show yet. But do you I have think no idea who wise? she is. I spoke to Raquel maybe two times in my life. I have no opinion either way with her. Um, I just hope the best for her. Do you think that it would be healthy for her to come back to the show? No, absolutely not. No. Well, obviously, it's not healthy for her to come back to the show. There's nothing healthy about reality TV for anybody. <laughs> right. Let's be honest. It's it can be a very toxic place. Mm -hmm. So you know, not only do you have to you know film this stuff, then you got to watch it again on TV, and then you got to hear about it from everybody in the world with social media. So it's a tough place. You need to have thick skin. Personally, in my opinion, I think she dove into something that was a little bit bigger than her. I don't yeah. think she's mentally tough enough to be in something like this, personally. Yeah, and I don't know who is mentally tough enough to deal with a cheating issue where you're the most hated person in the world. But I, I will tell you this. If you do get off social media, it's probably got to be a lot easier. Like, no one in real life is yelling at them. Maybe maybe this case is so big, so maybe there are a few people. But for the most part, if you've ever had one of these shaming moments that happens on social media, it's not... We, we treat it as if it's real life, but it really isn't. And, and yet, I agree that these reality TV stars, like, it's not healthy for them. It's the price that they pay for getting that fame and, you know, very lucrative business that's, you know, given to them by being a reality star. And that's the that's the deal with the devil that they take. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We've made it to the end of this half hour. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, hit the like and follow button, depending on where you're listening, the subscribe button, share us with your friends on Instagram. It really does help out. And uh, keep leaving nice reviews if you haven't already. We have about 4,000 daily listeners listeners and we have about 600 total reviews so my ask for those other i don't know 80 percent of the people that haven't left a review what's stopping you if you've listened to at least 10 episodes and you're still here and you like what i do please leave a review it really does help out and find a way get on your iphones if you listen on Spotify, you can like just hit the five star there. Uh, but depending on what uh, device you listen on, please, I'm asking you, that's my pitch to you for this free content is to leave a nice charitable review. And I'll be back tomorrow as I am every day. Uh, uh, if you're if you're catching this uh, today, uh, Wednesday, I'm um, in Pacific Beach tonight in San Diego. I've got a 9 p.m. show, uh, Candy Candy's Comedy. Go to my Instagram to see the details. And then tomorrow night, I've got a show at Madhouse Comedy Club, um, I think 7.30 p.m. but check my instagram for details on that those are my san diego shows then i'm heading back to los angeles and i will be in seattle 
August 24th. Bring your friends. Let's pack that out. Link in the description below um, to buy tickets to that show. And I will have tickets on sale soon for my House of Comedy show in um, Scottsdale, uh, which will be August 17th. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.